0: To the sole of his feet, Lord, to deliver your word, my God. For you so love that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Lord, and I ask you for your word, Lord, that it goes forth uh, with your presence, uh, with your anointing, with the power for the edification of your saints, my God, for the edification of your people, Lord. Your precious name, I thank you, my God. Amen. At this moment, the the choir would come, would like to render their souls unto the
1: Lord. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It's good to be back in the house of the Lord with y'all this morning. Appreciate all of your prayers. Amen. And We had a, a good trip and got a chance to even witness to our family members some more and share the truth with them. So we thank God. I uh, believe that it was actually the witness and just getting into the word of God and showing them some things is more effective than ever. So thank God for that. Amen. So we just need to keep them in our prayers just like all the rest of our family members and. Until God brings them in, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. We love y'all. We we are glad to be back in church this morning with y'all. You know, I just hope that I I didn't get too carnal while I was gone. Amen. I, I told told them down there. I said, uh, you know, when you're in church or you got to preach all the time, you get, you're always in tune with the Lord. And when you get away from that, you kind of think you you get a little bit too carnal. And I said, I hope I haven't become too carnal. So y'all just bear with me until I get my spiritual bearings back, all right? Praise the Lord. But I enjoyed myself. Thank God for the opportunity to to go, and uh, I know y'all had a good service Wednesday night. Y'all were blessed. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Brother Leon is a good guy, and I appreciate him coming and preaching for us. Amen. All right, turn with me to Leviticus chapter 11, and the children, of course, can go to their classes, but my wife's got a reward and an award before they go, okay?
2: I, quit. I just wanted to say uh, thank you to all the parents in my class that have been working with their children uh, these children have been learning memory verses also uh, gave them eight memory verses and, and these kids have been popping them left and right but there's one that's uh, just kind of stood out I call him the Bible man because he's, he's, he's the Bible man I'll look over there and say uh, where's that at and he'll yeah. tell me where it's at he helps his Sunday school teacher and I want him to come up here his name's Christopher, excuse me. It is Christopher, isn't it? Okay, I, I get them mixed up their cousins and all. Christopher Cardoza, and this is my little Bible man, and I wanna give him something. I got him a little award, and I don't know if he'll do it for me, okay? But he wants to quote a scripture for me, okay?
0: Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for we miss you
2: shall receive
0: the gift of the Holy Ghost at two thirty
2: eight. And that's one of of many that he he knows. I mean, and he he doesn't just know the, the memory verse, he knows where it's at, and that's where I need help. But anyway, I appreciate all the parents that have been working, but uh, that was just I'll tell you what, that, that's what it's all about. Lord bless everyone.
1: Praise the Lord. Isn't that awesome? That's great. I I told uh, Christine I appreciate the Sunday school teachers because they have them memorized all these verses of scripture and that's just awesome really for them to do that, to know the word of God by heart. Amen. Leviticus chapter 11 and in verse 1. Praise God. Good to have our guests with us this morning. God bless y'all for being here. We have a, uh, at five o'clock, remember our uh, New Life class, and it's an awesome class that you'll want, if you can, participate in, okay? It's on prayer, is that correct, Brother Obed? On prayer tonight, and then six o'clock, we'll be seeing something very, very unique, very unusual. It's called the Golem. The Golem, and it's about prophecy, and you'll want to be here to find out what the Golem is. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, and that's at six o'clock. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying, Unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which ye shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Whatsoever parteth the hoof, and is cloven-footed, and cheweth the cud among the beasts, that shall ye eat. Nevertheless, these shall ye not eat of them that chew the cud, or of them that divide the hoof. As the camel, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the coney, now that's the rock badger, they say, uh, the coney, the badger, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the hare, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the swine, though he divide the hoof, and be cloven footed, yet he cheweth not the cud, he is unclean to you. Of their flesh shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch, they are unclean to you. These shall ye eat of all that are in the waters. Whatsoever hath fins and scales in the waters, in the seas, and in the rivers, them shall ye eat. And all that hath not fins and scales in the seas, and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination, say with me, unto you. Now, of course, these things are an abominations to you. Uh, they're things that are an abomination to God. That means that God hates them. But these particular statutes here, the word of the Lord, are an abomination to us. They're not good for us, all right? Uh, they shall be even as an abomination unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, but ye shall have their carcasses an abomination. Uh, whatsoever hath no fins nor scales in the waters, that shall be an abomination unto you. And these are they which ye shall have an abomination among the fowls. Uh, they shall not be eaten. They are an abomination. The eagle, uh, the ospreach, the osophage, and the osprey and the vulture and the kite after his kind even raven after his kind and the owl and the night hawk and the cuckoo uh, and the hawk after his kind and the little owl and the cormorant and the great owl and the swan say the swan and the pelican and the eagle you know the uh the bible said the jerry eagle there the, the swan has always been fascinating to me and that's just kind of a side thing here but you know the swan never sings until right before it dies and that's why they call it you ever heard the term the swan song you know just before it dies it lifts up his head it sends forth a cry out or a song out and praise unto the lord isn't wouldn't it be awesome that when you get on your deathbed that you could lift up your head and sing a song unto the lord but that's the only time he sings is when he's going to die because he's got, he's got trust, he's got faith. It's a picture of faith and trust in God, even in death. So it's pretty fascinating, all these animals, and we're going to get into that this morning, how they have spiritual, spiritual application. It says the swan, the pelican, uh, I believe you pronounce this, the gyre eagle, and the stork, the heron after her kind, the lapwing and the bat. All fowls that creep going upon all fours shall be an abomination unto you. Uh, Yet these may ye eat of every flying, creeping thing that goeth upon all four which have legs above their feet to leap with all upon the earth. Even these of them ye may eat the locust after his kind, the bald locust after his kind, the beetle after his kind, the grasshopper after his kind. So y'all can eat those. Aren't you glad? Amen. Verse 23. But all other flying, creeping things which have four feet Shall be an abomination unto you, and for these you shall be unclean. Whosoever toucheth the carcass of them shall be unclean until the evening. This has to do with ceremonial uncleanness. Okay, Uh, what's whosoever beareth aught of the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. The carcasses of every beast which divideth the hoof and is not cloven footed nor cheweth the cud are unclean unto you everyone that cheweth them or toucheth them excuse me shall be unclean whatsoever goeth upon his paws among all manner of beasts that go on all four those are unclean unto you whoso toucheth their carcass shall be unclean until the even he that beareth the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even they are unclean unto you these also shall be unclean unto you among the creeping things that creep upon the earth, the weasel, the mouse, or the rat, and the tortoise after his kind, the ferret, the chameleon, the lizard, the snail, and the mole. These are unclean to you among all that creep. Whosoever doth touch them when they be dead shall be unclean until the even. And upon whatsoever any of them, when they are dead, doth fall, it shall be unclean. Whether it be a vessel of water, raiment, or skin, or sack, whatsoever vessel it be, wherein any work is done, it must be put into water. It shall be unclean until the even. So it shall be cleansed. And it goes on it lists other things that if these things touch, they'll be unclean. Uh, look with verse at verse 41 with me, please. And every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth shall be an abomination it shall not be eaten. Whatsoever goeth upon the belly, whatsoever goeth upon all four, or whatsoever hath more feet among all creeping things that creep upon the earth, them ye shall not eat, for they are an abomination. Ye shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping thing that creepeth, neither shall ye make yourself unclean with them that ye should be defiled thereby. Now look, this is the important, the reason why behind it, verse 44, for I am the Lord your God, ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy. Say holy. Ye shall be holy. You shall sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy. For I am holy, neither shall ye you defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. This is the law of the beast and of the fowls and every living creature that moveth in the waters and of every creature that creepeth upon the earth to make a difference between the unclean and the clean and between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word today. God, we know that you're going to just speak to our hearts, give us understanding. Lord, by it we pray in Jesus' name, God. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace and your spirit and your word today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, in Jesus' name, lift up your hands and praise Him one more time, for He is worthy to be praised and to be exalted. Lord, by faith we worship You today, God, not going by emotions or by feelings. Dear Lord, we lift up Your name, God. We know that You are the God who walked the earth. In the Gospels, Lord, we see You walk in the earth. And it is You, Lord, that we worship and that we praise this morning. Dear God, we thank you that you're alive today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Now, there's a few different reasons as to why uh, we have these laws concerning clean and unclean animals. Number one is that they are an abomination to us for health reasons, that if we eat these animals and... the These animals have been tested, they have been studied by science to find out what is actually in their makeup and in their being. So that even scientists will tell you that these animals that God tell us that are unclean to eat, we should not eat of them because they carry a lot of different types of diseases in them. So God knows what's best for us along the health lines. Number two reason, and I don't believe that that's the only reason for this chapter. Because God says that we may differentiate between holy uh, and the unholy, the clean and the unclean in this chapter. So it has spiritual significance to it. These animals are clean and they are unclean. So they are a type of the believer and the unbeliever. You with me still? Number, also a reason why God possibly told them not to eat of these unclean animals was because these unclean animals, for example, the swine, the hog, was used to worship uh, the deities in hell or the underworld deities, the false gods. And many of them took these animals and sacrificed them to false gods. That's another possible reason why God said don't sacrifice them. Another reason is because some of these animals here, are, are, they don't fit logically. This is speculation. And I don't necessarily agree with it because the Bible says that everything that God created was good. In, in the book of Genesis. But one reason that some people give for this chapter is because you have some animals that have four legs, but they also have wings. So they're kind of in between a four-legged beast and, in a, and a flying fowl. And so they don't really fit in a, in a particular category, a proper category, according to some. But the book of Genesis says that everything that was made by God was good. And so I take the word Lord. But anyway, the spiritual significance is this. Number one, they're not good for you to eat. They carry disease. There is a spiritual significance in this because these animals that are unclean are typical of what we should not be as a people unto God. And these animals that are clean are typical of what we should be unto God as a people. Now, to to give you a Bible for this, to show you that God uses animals to depict People, unbelievers and believers, the Bible says in Second Peter talks about the unbelievers, he, he calls them hogs and he calls them uh, goats in Matthew and he calls them dogs in Peter. So these animals that the, we read about in the word of God are depicting people. Also, the Bible talks about fish, clean fish and unclean fish. The great harvest, the great dragnets that are thrown out in the sea in the end times. And they're going to bring up these fish and then they're going to sit down and they're going to separate the good from the bad. They represent people. Okay. Of course, the sheep is the most prominent animal that is used for the people of God. So throughout the Word of God, animals are used to depict the righteous and the unrighteous, the clean and the unclean, the holy and the unholy. Alright, I gave you the foundation. Now let's get into the Word of the Lord. Okay, the Bible says this. Again, the Lord spoke unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which ye shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Whatsoever parteth the hoof and is cloven-footed, and cheweth the cud among the beasts, that shall ye eat. The first thing here is that they have to chew the cud. If they are clean. if They chew the cud and part the hoof. Alright? So the Word of God is telling us. Now why is this? Because we know that animals that chew the cud, they literally bring, the, they chew the food, they bring it back upright, and then they chew it over and over and over again. And they have, they, the cud is actually a process of getting rid of the poison that is in whatever they're eating. Okay, if they, if they eat the grain or if they eat uh, weeds or whatever, there's poison in those weeds. So they chew this cud, uh, they, they ruminate it. Or, or another word is meditate it. Now you with me still? So that when they, they eat this food, they bring it down and they bring it back up. So it's a continual process until they get all of these poisons out of it. So you'll see running down a cow's mouth or whatever that's got a cud, you'll see these poisons in his saliva dropping on the ground because they get, they're getting rid of the poison that is in the weeds that they're eating. Okay? But the Bible says not only are they to chew the cud, but they have to have the foot parted or, the, or, or cloven footed. So that what God is trying to show us here is this is that we have to eat right. Number one, as a child of God, we have to meditate upon the word of the Lord and we have to ruminate it. We have to bring it up over and over and over. We have to meditate on it. We have to think on it. We have to remind ourselves the principles in the word of God. In order to be clean, we have to eat right. Say eat right. The word of the Lord. Say the word of the Lord. But we don't just hear the Word of God or feed on the Word of God or read the Word of God and meditate on the Word of God and then go about our way and not do anything about it. We eat on it, we meditate on the Word of God, but we have to have a cloven foot or a hoof that is parted so that we are walking right. So God is saying that which is clean eats right and walks right. So if I want to be clean before God, I have to eat right and I have to walk right. And so he goes on and he even shows us animals. He said, there's some animals that chew the cud, but they don't have cloven foot. So you can't eat them. So you've got to have both of them together, the Lord is saying. You've got to have the right food, and you've got to have the right walk to be clean before the Lord. Amen. Now, there are different things we're going to look at here this morning, but look, let's keep reading. The Bible says, "Nevertheless, these shall you not eat of them that chew the cud, or of them that divide the hoof as the camel, because he cheweth the cud but divideth not the hoof he is unclean unto you and the coney because he cheweth the cud but divideth not the hoof so here we go we got this badger he chews the cud but he doesn't divide the hoof right so you can't eat he's unclean now what does a coney do if you study the coney you'll find out the coney is always burrowing and burrowing it's hard for me to pronounce some of these words. burrow you know what burrowing is it's where they dig holes in the ground so they take their nose and they're always nosing around in the earth, right, in the ground. So God says the coney is unclean because choose the cud, but he doesn't have the proper walk and he's always nosing around in the ground and in the earth. So God is telling you that when you start nosing around in somebody else's business, somebody say praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You, you, uh, you, you know, we get too nosy about other people's p- business. Okay, and so this, this animal, this rock badger, he goes in other people's properties, and he's pushing his nose, always uh, pushing ground out of the way, digging in the earth. So God is telling us as a people of the Lord, if we want to be clean before him, we've got to stay, keep, uh, you know, keep our business to ourselves, instead of always nosing around in other people's business. Somebody say praise the Lord. Keep your nose out of other people's business. If, you don't keep, if we don't keep our nose out of other people's business, we have a lot of problems. We're always worrying about what somebody else is doing. Amen? God says, hey, don't be like the coney. Don't be like the badger. He's always nosing in something else that's not his. All right? Somebody say praise the Lord. Save a lot of problems if we do that, right? Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Well, we got a lot to learn this morning, don't we? <laughs> Verse 7, it says, The swine, though he divide the hoof, And be cloven footed, yet he cheweth not the cud. He is unclean unto you. Swine is a filthy animal. Amen. So if if he's unclean, God is saying, Don't be filthy like the pig. And a pig is sensual. Amen. Do y'all know what sensual is? He's controlled by his senses. That's why you call them hogs. That's why you call them pigs. That's all they live for, is the senses. So they're filthy and they're sensual. So God is telling us, don't be filthy and don't be sensual because you would be unclean if you were like that. But they are very, very unclean animals. And all these animals we're talking about are unclean animals. And if you eat them, they will affect your health. They will. I listened to Sister Grace's teaching the other day on, uh, when they were talking to the women. She broke me from ever wanting anything to eat, <laughs> from uh, bacon, ham. When she told me that, when, when she said that they cut the, the hind leg off, off that pig and hold it up and let the pus run out of it, all the poison, all the pus, I said, oh, that's enough, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> you know, and I've eaten ham sandwiches and it hasn't uh, defiled me as far as my walk with God is concerned. You know, I, I don't, when I eat a ham sandwich, I don't, I don't believe I'm sinning against God. But when she said that, I said, man, for health reasons, I don't want nothing to go in my mouth like that. I've been doing pretty good with it, amen. I haven't, I've cut back on some of that. And By accident, every once in a while, I, I went to the fair the other day and walked up and got me a sausage on a stick, ate that thing, and, oh, I just enjoyed it so much. And then when I, when I finished that sausage on the stick, Put my empty stick down there and it came to me. <laughs> you just ate, you ate hogs right there, man. I, oh, I said, Lord God, you, you go, I don't know what I'm going to do, God. Just get it out of my body quickly. <laughs> but you know, God talked, Jesus talked about what goes in the mouth. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, it goes out in the draught. So, you know, we're not talking about a relationship with God. He, the important thing is what comes from the heart. Okay, but anyway, if you want to be more healthy, God knows what he's talking about when he says these animals are unclean. Amen? And I believe Brother Mark, he even went and bought a bunch of uh, pork ribs, didn't you, Brother? Or pork chops or something. And, and Sonia went home after that meeting and told, her, told him what uh, was said. And I think, I don't know what they did with him. I, they probably really prayed over it, me <laughs> that God would make that thing clean. <laughs> you know, what'd you do, Brother? Uh, <laughs> he's still got him. I don't blame you. But they, they are, uh, for health reasons in the word of the Lord, uh, very, very bad. Amen. And I know that uh, a lot of it has to do with the preparation of the meat. But let's go over to Isaiah 66. I want to show you what God does. He compares in 60, Isaiah 66:17, 17, uh, eating hog meat or pig meat. Some of y'all ate sausage this morning. I'm sorry. I don't want to make you sick. Maybe you ate Bacon but some of y'all are so tough it don't matter what I tell you you're still going to go home and eat it you got pork ribs at home cooking on the fire right now Isaiah 66 uh, verse 17 maybe this will help you a little bit it says they that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree in the midst eating swine's flesh And now this, of course, has to do with uh, the uh, false worship of false deities. And they're offering these animals up as sacrifices and protecting or partaking of these uh, animals that they're offering to these false deities. Okay, so this is the, the reason, one reason why there's such a strong word here in Isaiah concerning this. So it says they're eating the swine's flesh and the abomination and the mouse shall be consumed together, saith the Lord, for I know their works and their thoughts it shall come that I will gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. Now what he is telling us there is that the hog or the pig is literally compared with rats. So that when you eat pig meat, you're eating uh, the equivalent of a rat.) Yeah. Now, there's other things, you know, there's, I used to work with a guy and I like seafood pretty good and Brother Cardoza and Sister Cardoza, they live for some of this weird stuff. But <laughs> but anyway, he told me, you know, I, I like seafood and I'd, I'd go and I'd order maybe some shrimp or something. And he'd tell me, he said, you know what you're eating? He said, you're eating the cockroach of the sea. I said, you got to be kidding. He said, no, it's the truth. It's a cockroach of the sea. How many of y'all like shrimp? <laughs> Next time you're eating them, think, Boy, I might, I'm eating a shrimp. For the most part, civilized countries actually have followed, followed these principles pretty closely in their dietary consummations or what they eat. Okay, The Jewish people, if you study the Jew, statistically, the Jew statistically is much healthier than any other people in the world because they eat kosherly. They eat eat according to the biblical uh, ways of the Word of God. Amen. So they are statistically more healthy. Amen. So anyway, uh, that's concerning health reasons, but also, again, spiritual reasons. Filthy and sensual is what they're a type of. Now, the Bible goes on and tells us in verse 10 concerning fish. It says, and all that have not fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers, there goes our catfish. You know, and and I asked somebody one time, I said, well, what about catfish that have been raised in, what do they call them? Farm-raised catfish, and they haven't been consuming sewer. And this gentleman told me, well, you can't change the nature of the fish. And that's the truth. Even if you feed them in the. So I'll leave that with (laughs) y'all. Hallelujah. Have y'all like catfish? Okay. Praise the Lord. But anyway, he says right here These shall ye eat of all that are in the waters. Whatsoever hath fins and scales in the waters and the seas and rivers, them shall ye eat. They are considered clean before God. They've got fins and they've got scales. Now, what are fins for? Fins are to help them progress through the water. It's to help them move quickly through the water. Okay, so this spiritually is a type of the spirit of God. That, and I'll, I'll show you what has happened to us as people. We were once unclean, but now have been made clean. And the way we have been made clean is by the blood of the lamb, and we've been filled with the spirit of God, so that the fins upon the fish are sending them through the water very quickly. They give them acceleration through the water, and they give them progression through the water. So clean people, are the people of God, should be progressive people. They should be people on the move. They should be people working. They should be people serving. And they are also uh, these fiends guide. They lead and they guide. They direct. So that what is the direction of the child of God? What directs us? What guides us? The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, Know you not that as many as are led by the Spirit, you are the sons of God. So you are considered clean because you're led by the Spirit of God. We are guided by the Spirit of God. We have progression in our lives that are sending us through this life. But not only that, we don't just have fins, but we've got scales on us. Now what are the scales for? The scales keep contamination from getting inside of us. So that you can live in the midst of an unholy environment. You can live in a godless home. You can go to work where there is unholiness all around you. There is contamination all around you. But because you've got the Holy Ghost in your life and you're walking by the Spirit. And you're being led by the Spirit. That unholiness that is around you will not contaminate you. Somebody say praise the Lord. And the, the, the scales protect the fish. They protect the fish so that God is my protection. How many of y'all know that God is watching over your life and He's protecting your life? He's keeping you safe from harm. If you've got the Holy Ghost on you, so you've got those scales on you. And they are protecting you from uh, the, the things that are around us that are dangerous. But not only that, not only does it keep out the contamination and protect us in this environment that we live, this world. But also, they, are, they enable the fish to go into very, very deep waters without the, that pressure of destroying them. It keeps the pressure out. So that if you've got the Holy Ghost today, because of the Spirit of God that is in you, the pressures that are around you in life will not destroy you. You, we will not fall apart when the pressures come against us because the Spirit of God, the scales are on us. We're baptized in the Holy Ghost. We're covered in the Holy Ghost. We're full of the Spirit of God, so that we're led, we're protected. Uh, we have uh, the pressures of life coming against us, but the things of life do not destroy the child of God. That's the difference. Amen. Somebody say, "Praise the Lord." Praise the Lord. So that when you go over to the Gospel of Matthew and in the thirteenth chapter we see a parable that is given concerning the last days. And these parables have to do with the professing church. Say with me, the professing church. Not just the true church. It is the whole professing community of people that are in the world are depicted in these parables. The clean and the unclean, the true and the untrue, the holy and the unholy, and et cetera, and et cetera. This is all of professing Christianity here that you read about in all these parables. Okay? So that the word of the Lord tells us in Matthew 13, let me get the right one, verse 47. And the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered every kind, say every kind, so then we see that the fish are people. Okay? They've gathered all kinds of people. Which when it was full, they drew it to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels but cast the, the bad away. You See that? So shall it be at the end of the age the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Do you see that? So, what is the good and the bad? Well, you have to go back to Leviticus chapter 11 to find out what is considered clean and unclean in the eyes of God, what is good and what is bad in the eyes of God. So that we have a spiritual principle here that when we go to Matthew 13, we've got to go back to the law of God to find out what he's talking about, how God classifies clean and unclean. So he says that which is, has scales and that which has fins is a clean animal. And you study that animal and you find out that it's a type of a person who is filled with the Spirit of God, who is anointed by the Spirit of God, who has the uh, con- God is in control of their lives, leading and guiding them through this world. The pressures are not destroying them. See, that's what makes the difference. There's a lot of people that pressure gets them. The pressures, the temptations of this world, the pressures of this world, they, if we're not careful, they will get us. That's why we need the Spirit of the Lord. Because it keeps us from becoming too carnal. It keeps us from, from be, uh, succumbing to the pressures of the world. And giving in and saying, okay, I'm just going to live like the world. We've got to walk in the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. So that the Spirit of God can keep those contaminations out of our lives. And the pressures don't uh, destroy us. And we don't give up like so many people give up. God says, we, if you're like that, you're considered the good fish. You're brought into the kingdom of god somebody say amen. amen but the bad the bible says very carefully they sit there and they separate the good from the bad and they put the good in the vessels and they throw the bad back or they're judged amen they throw them away and so the bible tells us what those fish are like they are people who are not guided and controlled and filled with the spirit of the lord they don't have the scales on and they don't have the fins on somebody say amen Now, let's go back to Leviticus chapter 11. How many of y'all believe we're in the end of the age? I I believe right now that God is in the process of already beginning this separation process. Do Do you understand what I'm saying? These are end of the age parables. They are concerning the end of the church age. And they go all the way up into the tribulation period that follows the church age. All the way up into the kingdom age. God is in the process of already beginning the separation. Amen. Between the good and the bad. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. And it has to do with people again. Now, the scripture says, Leviticus chapter 11. Let me get there. The word of the Lord says this, continuing on down. It says in verse uh, 13, These are they which ye shall have an abomination among the fowls. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination. The eagle, the ostrich, the osprey, the vulture, and the kite after his kind. Every raven after his kind. The owl, the night hawk, the cuckoo, uh, the and the hawk after his kind. And however you say those words. So, amen. Somebody say, uh, if We have any bird people in here <laughs> that, that know how to pronounce a lot of this stuff. But anyway, the Bible says these are an abomination to to us. Now why is that? Because most of these animals that I've just read to you about are animals who are, they feed on flesh. In the Old Testament, remember the book of Genesis, whenever the flood came? Noah sent a raven out, and what happened? The raven didn't come back. You know why? Because there's floating flesh everywhere. There's carnality, there's carnality, there's flesh everywhere. So that when the raven sent out, the raven finds itself a good body to eat on. It is a flesh consumer. Are you with me? But the Bible says then after the raven doesn't come back, it's a feeder on flesh. Then he sends out the dove. And the dove is a type of the Holy Ghost. So that God says that which feeds on flesh all the time is considered to be unclean. So that you and I as a people of God, we cannot be feeding on our carnal natures all the time and be feeding our flesh all the time and be clean before God. We have to be like the dove that was sent for it. The Bible says it went out there and it got an olive branch and brought it back, right? No doubt he went all the way to the Mount of Olives in Israel and got that olive branch and brought it back as a picture of what's going to happen. Because the Lord's going to ascend up and he's going to pour out his Spirit upon the earth. So God is showing us here we can't be like the raven out in the world feeding on flesh all the time and walking after the carnal. We have to be like the dove anointed by the Spirit and filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says the dove came back, sent it out again, it didn't come back. But it did come back. Somebody say praise the Lord mmm think about it see God gives us spiritual principles throughout his word now the Bible continues it tells us here in verse 20 all fowls that creep going upon all fours shall be an abomination unto you so that now listen to me why did God give birds wings So they could hop around on the ground all day long? Focused on the earth all the time? No. He gave the bird wings so they could fly in the heavens. So he's saying these little animals here, these little fowl, they got wings. They're birds. But they're creeping around on the ground all the time. And if we're not careful as the people of God, we'll be always pecking around on the ground all the time. And we're supposed to be flying. Are you here? So God says right here, you, these are unclean unto you that walk around on the ground all the time. They're supposed to be flying, man. Somebody say praise the Lord. Man, I know, I know what I'm talking about. And, and you've got to be real careful because if you don't, you'll let this world become what your focus is when you should be looking to the heavens and flying. Listen to me. Our citizenship is in heaven. My citizenship is not here. I'm just passing through. This is not my home, it's not your home. We're just passing through this earth. Amen. So I should be focusing where my citizenship is. That's the that's glory. That's heaven. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm having a good time because I know what's going through some of your mind. Yes, preacher, you just got off vacation. (laughs) And you're going to try to preach us, tell us how to be so spiritual, yeah? I've already judged myself, so amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, our citizenship is in heaven, and I know that. (laughs) You know, and you go off on vacation, you think, man, it it might be pretty nice to live here. (laughs) I told him. I said, let me tell you something. I have to go back home and get in that church and preach so I can be saved. Because <laughs> if I know if I get down here, I'm going to get all carnal and all backslid, man. i got to get back home, man. <laughs> I've been pecking around in the earth too much now. I know, I know. Praise the Lord. So I know, I know what happens to y'all when y'all go to. so don't, don't look at me like... Amen. It's real hard to pray and fast when you're on vacation. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm saying poor people. If they go through what I go through on vacation, (laughs) they come back to church, boy, no wonder, man. Takes us a while to get back where we need to be. Amen. It just shows you where your focus needs to be. And God lets you know where your focus needs to be. It needs to be on Him. And on the on the things of heaven. Praise God. Amen. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. The Bible says this, continuing on down. Uh, I'm not going to read all the verses. Verse 26 The carcass of every beast which divideth the hoof and is not cloven footed, nor cheweth the cut are unclean unto you. Every one that toucheth them shall be unclean. So you can just you can start taking these animals. And you can start studying them. And one of the animals that are in the Word of God is a donkey and a donkey is unclean in the eyes of God. Somebody say, unclean. What is the characteristic of a donkey that God wants His people to, to get a hold of so that we don't, we're don't we not like that animal? Stubbornness. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Stubbornness. Donkey, mule, they're stubborn. The mule, is, it's, ba- it's bulky, you know, it's clumsy. God doesn't want us to be clumsy people and he doesn't want us to be stubborn and rebellious. Somebody say amen. I wish I had time. I really, I'd I'd show you and I got, maybe I preached this already. Have I preached about man is like an ass? I think I've preached that man is like an ass. Yes, I think I have. brother. Well, maybe I put it in with something else I was preaching. I don't know. I do that once I just put something else in there. But there's verse after verse after verse that shows you and I are just like donkeys. We are stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. So God says, don't be like a donkey. You're a clean person. Don't be a stubborn, rebellious person. Yeah, somebody say amen. Don't be an I did it my way person. I'm not going to listen person. They can't tell me nothing person. Don't be a donkey. Hallelujah. The tiger is an unclean animal. It is a bloodletting animal. It is ferocious. It is is a terrifying animal. It's an unclean animal. You can't eat it. See, God doesn't want us to be murderers. Somebody say amen. See, what we don't realize, I think, is that the Bible says in the heart of men, there are things like that. Murder, all that stuff is there. Envy, jealousy, strife. It's all inside of us. And we are literally, our hearts are a cage full of unclean animals and and wild beasts and unclean fowl. Our hearts are like that I'm reading here today. That's what we're like in the unclean section. Amen? So we say, well, I never commit murder. Well, if, you had, if it was the right situation and you were under the right circumstances and you were under a certain amount of pressure, you're not only capable of committing murder, you would do it easily. You've got a nature in you that would not only give you capability, but it drives you to hatred. And it drives you to hatred. And it drives you to murder. And maybe in the heart of some men today, there is murder in the heart. There's hatred. There's bitterness that, are, that is in there. If you had the opportunity, you would kill. Are you with me? Amen. Maybe there's a little jealousy in some of the women today. Oh, Somebody say amen. amen. See, the women say amen when I preach to the men. When I preach to the women, they get real quiet. Real quiet. Jealous, jealous, jealous. My, my, my. Well, it might be into some men too. Are you with me today? I mean, you know what? I, 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 listen, I'm a pastor of this church. Sometimes I'm afraid to go up and even say hello to some of the sisters in the church without, because I'm worried about the husbands thinking that I'm, you know. And they get full. Come on, man. Grow up. I've got a beautiful wife, I've got a wonderful wife. But see, in the heart we got all these unclean, stupid things going on. Murder and adulteries, and we got this jealousy problem in women. They wonder wonder why my husband, he you know, he don't like to be around me. What are you accusing him of? Yeah, I better change my subject. I mean, if it's the truth, I understand. But, you know, some of you need to give him a break. Not what? Not break him, but give him a break. (sighs) Somebody say praise the Lord. (laughs) I mean, they're trying the best they can. You know, they're trying to live for God, and they're trying to stay, keep their minds right. You know, pray for them and help them and encourage them. Instead of being like old jealous hen sitting over them all the time, barking, cackling at him and picking on him and pecking on him. <laughs> oh Jesus, I'm in trouble now. <sighs> the men are sitting there; they're real quiet right now, but they're saying, "What is it, brother? Three-toed sloth. Three-toed sloth? Yeah, I think I don't know how many toes they got, but <laughs> is that what they are? Thank you. But a sloth is known for what?" Huh? Is that right? I'm going to get with you. I want you to teach me about the sloth. Would you do that? Do you know I have tried to find information on the sloth? All I know is a slow animal. He's a sluggard. He's slothful. We get the word, you know, from sloth, slothful. I'm going to get with him. He's going to to teach me about this sloth. But the sloth is an unclean animal. They are sluggards. They are slothful. God says... You can't be like that. Come on, somebody. Say amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Mike. Boy, I love this congregation. Because <laughs> y'all help me. Help me preach. Give me some more. Yeah, I need all the help I can get when I'm in this chapter. I promise you. Amen. But I'm trying to teach you the whole word of God. <laughs> So I don't want to be a, be a slugger like the sloth, slow like the sloth, no spiritual ambition like the sloth, what will be what will be, content to be like I am, no. God said no, you can't be a sloth. <clears throat> pride like the peacock, <laughs> pride like the peacock, man always walking around full of pride, strutting the stuff, you know. Macho, macho man. God doesn't, see, he says, these fowls are like this, they're they're unclean. have pride like the peacock's not good. Amen? (laughs) Somebody say me. I was talking to my brother-in-law about the Lord, you know, and witnessing to him and stuff, and he uh, was sharing some things with me. He said, you know, I used to go to church I'd sit in those church everybody would come to church put their church face on and they would try to appear like they were angels you know I mean I mean the holy I mean you know above I told him I said let me tell you something if you do that you've got spiritual pride come on somebody say amen, amen. we come to the house of God we shouldn't we shouldn't get afraid of expressing our need for help. If we do, we, all we've got is pride. And he said, you know what? I, I could never relate. I could never relate. Because when I would go, they everybody had their church faces on, and I'd go. And then he said, later on, I'd hear about those same people that you thought that had it all together were the very ones that had the biggest problems. And there's, there's sometimes I stand in this pulpit and I open my mouth and I say things and afterwards I say, God, I can't believe that I said that. Are you with me? Oh, I'm not even going there. But I'm telling you something today. We need to get rid of this putting on your church-based stuff and walking in here and acting like everything's, you know, just so wonderful, man. You need to sometimes spit out the real realities and things and the real truths of things and I'm not saying go to everybody in the church and tell them your problems but I'm saying don't act like there's nothing that you need when you need a lot when you need help don't act like you don't have don't need the help praise the Lord yeah praise God and I told him, I said, you know what? I had people come and sit in front of me in my office and they tell me, Pastor, you're not going to believe this. And I tell them, you can't shock me. <laughs> you, you cannot tell me something that will shock me. I've heard just about everything. Amen. You know, like, like they're going to shock me because they presented themselves as, you know, everything was. Spiritual, yeah, yeah. So when they walk in my office, they're gonna shock me because they've presented a false something. And I said, "No, I already know." And then they look at me like, "Come on, people, are you with me?" But there's a lot of spiritual pride in the church in preachers. Not just in the congregation, but in preachers. Some preachers I can never relate to. I can't. Are you with me? And, and I don't want to be like that. Because then what you've got is spiritual pride. You're a peacock walking around. Somebody say amen. Amen. <clears throat> He goes on down here, he talks about creeping things in verse 29. They creep upon the earth the weasel, the mouse, the tortoise, after his kind. These reptiles have you ever noticed a reptile when it walks? It walks crooked. So it's crooked and it's a crawling animal upon the earth. You with me? So God says that's unclean. See, we can't be crooked. We need to be honest people Honest with God Honest with ourselves And honest with each other See you got to have the walk right Not just the talk You know anybody can Have the talk But do you have the walk Uh, Brian Middlebrook gave me a shirt one time He said you can talk the talk But can you walk the walk I like that shirt. I wore that shirt. <laughs> See, there are a lot of people in Christianity that got big mouths and they'll talk a big talk. But they don't have the walk to go. They're crooked in their walk and they're crawling around. And won't admit it. If I'm crawling around and I'm a little crooked, I, hey, you know what? I'd rather stand here and admit it. And stand clean and be honest with God and everybody else and admit it instead of trying to cover up something. Because like the rock badger, his problem is not only does he know he's running other people's business, but he is always trying to cover up something. And the Bible says, he that tries to cover his sins shall not prosper. So we can walk around and try to cover up everything and try to hide everything instead of standing up and admitting Somebody say, praise God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what we need to do? We need to... You know what? We're people... We're children of God. And we need to walk around here and we need to lift up our heads and we need to be proud of it. I know that the people that are out in the world are going to make you feel like that you've, you've lost it. That... You know, you're a weak individual, so you have to have a crutch. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you right now? And we walk through this earth, and we feel like we're the ones that are the unclean, and they're the ones that got it together. And they, are you with me? But I felt like the Spirit of God rose up in me and told me this last night. You need to lift up your head. You're walking the right road. You're a child of God. Don't hang your head. Don't let them intimidate you or make you feel lesser than. You're a child of the King. who has accepted us. Unclean at one time, but now made clean by the blood of Jesus. And now filled with the Holy Ghost. So that now we're no longer seen by God as unclean animals. With hearts full of unclean power. And a a, a cage of every hateful bird. And wild beasts and wild animals. We've got a new heart. We been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And we're clean before Him. We are the people of God. We are accepted in the Beloved. We need to lift up
0: our heads and walk through this earth.
1: At one time, I needed. I I walked crooked. At one time, I walked crooked. At one time, I tried to cover up things. At one time, I put my nose in other people's business. I was like that. But thanks be to God, He's taken me and done something in my life to change me. So that if you don't like yourself right now and you're crawling around and you might be a little crooked here and you're nosy here or you got jealousy here or you got murder here or hatred, whatever's inside of you, God is able to take you and He's able to change you. Now listen to me. Only
0: God can change the spots of the leopard.
1: Only God can change you. And that is by a new rebirth and regeneration and getting a new nature on the inside of you. The question is, can a leper change his spots? The answer is no. But God can. Can the Kushite change his color? No. But the answer is that God can. And then he goes down he talks about the chameleon. Oh. I love I've always been fascinated with a chameleon Changes colors with its environment <laughs> So that he gets in one group of people And he's that And he gets around another group And he's that oh, Come on He comes to church Woo,
0: Praise God He runs, shouts He walks out the church doors. He goes over his buddy's house. Buddy says, hey, you like a Budweiser? Sure.
1: (laughs) Chameleon. (laughs) Are you with me?
0: Whatever the environment is, that person becomes. And God says, unclean. Wishy-washy Christians.
1: Are you here? Uh, I, I just enjoy this. Get, get at the job. Won't talk about the Lord. Won't even let anybody know you went to church. So, no, I know not everybody here is like that at this point. But some people, they won't. Ooh, to tell people you went to church on Sunday? Whew. To tell them you got baptized in Jesus' name? I can't. What will they think of me now? (laughs) They'll think that I'm a part of that holy roll in church. (laughs) Uh, Next thing, next thing you know, the ladies will start growing their hair, you know, and they're going to start changing, and that's process. And you start talking about Jesus, and. wearing I love Jesus pins on your lapel and putting Jesus honky if you love Jesus bumper stickers on the back of your cars see the problem is Jesus had secret disciples when he was on the earth one of them's name was Nicodemus Joseph Arimathea secret disciples (laughs) the Lord don't have no secret disciples You know, they, they used to talk, tell me, hey, you, you know what? You're getting in that holy rolling stuff. I said, yeah, and I'm proud of it, man. <laughs> you speak in tongues? You go to that church
0: where they speak in tongues? Yeah, and I'm proud of it. You go to that church where they're real loud? They run, they shout. They lift their hands up. They talk out loud. They pray out loud. You're going to that? I said, yeah, and I love
1: it. when I first started coming to church like this my friends just get around me and they say hey man you don't want to go to one of them they said we went one time to one of them and they always say one of them you know and they said man what they they get you and they throw you down in the floor (laughs) they do all kinds of weird stuff to you and he said you don't want to go to that place is the devil trying to stop me from getting there. Because, see, all I had was religion. And when I went to that place, and the devil knew it, if I went to that place and
0: got associated with those people, that I would walk out and I wouldn't be religious, but I would be saved. I would be born again. I would be on fire. I would be a tongue-talk in Jesus' name. One God, apostolic. And the devil didn't want me to get there. So he tried to use people to say, you don't want to go there. They're weird. But they, the thanks be to God, the devil couldn't stop there.
1: Hallelujah. Man, I'm proud to be apostolic. I thank God for Jesus day baptism and holiness and
0: people people that love God and live for God and
1: live holy Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen Praise the Lord But but anyway that you know God is going to change if you're a secret disciple right now and you're chameleon wherever you go you you just kind of become your environment (laughs) we all we all battle with that chameleon problem somebody say amen well the longer you hang here the longer you hang around here the more you're not going to be able to hide it (laughs) (laughs) as a young guy I believe he's preaching now. He's working at, I think, McDonald's somewhere. I think I shared this with y'all about him. Working at McDonald's, he got full of the Holy Ghost. New convert. Excited about the Lord. Excited about the Lord. Walked in the refrigerator. He's got these big walk-in freezers, you know. Pulled the door behind him. And they're worshiping. He just had to worship and praise God. And you know what happened to that guy? Would you believe that he got caught? (laughs) And they open the door and he's in there.
0: (laughs) So the longer you hang around, somebody's going to catch you speaking in tongues. Somebody's going to catch you doing a little bit of this. Somebody's going to catch you jumping and shouting and praising the Lord. So you're not going to be able to be a chameleon for too long because you're not going to be able to disguise what has happened to you. One of the young names that were around, Peter. She said, I know you're one of them because your speech betrays you. You're trying to cover it up. You're trying to be a chameleon right now, Peter, but you're talking like one that's been with Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. So the longer you've been around Jesus and the longer you get around his people, the more you're going to become like him and the more you're going to sound like the people of God. And you're not going to be able to be a chameleon anymore. People are going to say, hey, something's different about you. You're no longer an unclean animal. You're a clean animal. You're no longer a chameleon. Man. You are a child of God. <laughs>
1: That's, that's what I like about coming to church. We walk into church, and it takes us a while to get that environment off of us. We brought it in with us, we brought the colors in with us. Oh, yeah.
0: But just hang in here just a little bit, and pretty soon you're going to see the power of God. The anointing's going to come somewhere, somehow, at some time, the Spirit of the Lord is going to fall upon His people. They're going to begin to speak with other tongues. They're going to begin to worship God so that you're going to be able to see through that chameleon. You're going to be able to see through that disguise. And you're going to say, those people got something that I need. glory hallelujah
1: Hallelujah. i like to hear some of y'all testify because you show what is going on on the inside of you when you talk and when you open your mouth that thing that is hidden that nobody can see starts coming out and the power of the word the power of your testimony you begin to feel it see look at me listen when we don't realize what god is doing in people's lives because we only see the outward but you let them begin to open their mouth that god begin to anoint them and you say there's something different about those people Hallelujah. Amen. I don't want to be religious and put religious chameleons colors on. I want to be real, don't you? Well, hope this is helping somebody here today. You'll, you'll go to talk to people who try to witness to them and they'll tell you, I'm a this or I'm a that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) They got a cover-up. You know, if if I walk out and I tell somebody that I'm apostolic or whatever, it's because I feel like God wants me to testify. But I don't have to walk around with a banner on the front of my chest. Are you here? Yeah. Hopefully what I am comes out. You know what? Remember when we went to, to Six Flags in Dallas? There were people that, Pentecostal, one God, Jesus name, Pentecostal people, walking through the park. They are one of my brothers and sisters. Yeah, come on. They didn't have to walk around with banners on. I said, I said, I talked to him. I said, hey, uh, Jesus name, one God, apostolics. Right. Yeah. We're, praise the Lord, brother. Hey, praise the Lord. Sister, what church you go through? Well, we're assistant pastor at this church. Hi, praise the Lord. Are you here? Why do we want? We don't want. We shouldn't want to hide what we've got. It's awesome. Amen. When people can point you out and say, yeah. We don't fit in. We don't fit in. We don't fit in. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. Amen. It's not good to be a comedian.
0: Amen. I love it.
1: Thank you, Jesus. How many of y'all, when you really got changed, your life got changed, people could tell it. I mean, you you didn't have to tell them, they'd tell you something's changed, something's different with you. Anybody in here? Yeah. Praise God. I thank God he changes us. The Bible says right here, he's he's talking also about keeps on going, creeping. It talks about those that slither upon the ground. That's a serpent, snakes. See, we shouldn't be like a chameleon. We shouldn't be like a serpent full of poison. Some people have the tongue like a serpent. The poison of asp, the Bible says in Romans, is under their tongues. You don't want to be like a serpent full of, your tongue full of poison because it produces death. Amen? God is awesome. Go with me to Acts 10. Acts 10 9 through 16. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> well, I've enjoyed teaching this to you today. <clears throat> Look at verse 9 with me, if you would, of chapter 10 of Acts, okay? How many of y'all remember the ark in the Old Testament, Noah's ark? All these animals are flocking into this ark. Unclean and clean animals are getting into the ark. The ark is a picture of salvation, right? Three levels. Death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Three levels, one ark. One God, three manifestations. One Ark, three levels. One God. Are you with me? And that one God manifested in flesh came and redeemed us by His blood. And it's a picture. Ark is a picture of salvation through His death burn, and resurrection. One door in the side, window at the top. Amen? Amen. For us to get into it is three levels. Repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's how you get in the ark. So that all these animals start rushing into this ark, the clean and the unclean. When they get in that ark, they are saved. So then, Acts chapter 10, verse 9, the Bible says, On the morrow as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up, up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Now he's a Jew. Say he's a Jew. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And saw heaven open and a certain, say with me, vessel. Pointing back to the vessel in the Old Testament, the ark. There was a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. But it was was a vessel. Four corners representing the four corners of the earth. The vessel, the sheep, the antitype of the type, which is the ark. The antitype is a fulfillment of the type. You with me still? So it says, Wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. Hmm. And there came a voice... To him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. You there? But Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. You see that? So the Leviticus 11 is going to come into significance for us to understand spiritually what it's about. So I've never eaten anything that which is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time. Look at this: what God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. It just tells you right here that there's all kinds of beasts and creeping things. Habakkuk 7 tells us they're unclean. And Peter says, I've never eaten that which was common or unclean. And God says, there's been a change. So don't call unclean what I have cleansed. You with me? So that this was done three times, the vessel was received up in again, again into heaven. So that what God is showing us here is this. Is that the Jews and the Gentiles, Israel and all the nations of the world, if you're not a Jew, Israelite, by nationality, you are a Gentile or were. Until you got in the church. When you got in the church, you're neither Jew nor Greek. You're the church to the body of Christ. And that's what he's showing you here. Is that the so-called clean. And the unclean, the Gentile and the Jew, came in and they both need cleansing. And that which was unclean at one time, now God has cleansed. And that which God has cleansed that was once unclean is now received up into heaven.
0: So that I have been washed in the blood and I have been filled with the Holy Ghost and I once was unclean I was a wild beast. But now I'm a child of God. And because He has, listen to me, people can look at us and say they're just common or they're just unclean. But God has made a change, and we're no longer unclean, and we're no longer common. We are a peculiar, special, cleansed people, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And we should, uh, since that has happened to us, and we're on our way to heaven, we should be able to discern. From that which is unclean and that which is clean. And that which is holy and that which is unholy. And the people of God should not be partaking in unclean things. But we should walk in holiness before the Lord. Are you with me? And we should be able to tell the difference. Are you, do you understand what I'm trying to get across to you? We should be able to understand. we should be able to discern right from
1: wrong. We will preach the word of the Lord concerning the holiness. But come on, church, when you got born again, there's something on the inside of you that tells you that's not right. And you don't need a preacher over your shoulders all the time
0: telling you this is not right. That's unclean. Come on, somebody. we got the Spirit of God inside of us. We're on our way to another place. Our citizenship is in heaven. We should be able to discern, discern from that which is holy and that which is not and that which is clean and that which is unclean. Everything in this world is not unclean.
1: Are you here today? Yeah, we need to hear the word preached. And Are you with me? Some people, some people might say, well, the Holy Ghost, that's what the Holy Ghost is for. Well, he is in, in, to a point. You still have to have somebody preach the word to you. But you've got the Spirit of God in you to convict you and deal with you and talk to your conscience come on somebody we
0: answer to the heavenly king
1: and you know what there's some things and I fixed the close but there's some things that I take to the Lord in prayer that I don't get a clear answer on there are some things and a lot of times God will just come in and he'll tell me exactly do or don't But there are some things that I'm I'm waiting to hear, and I'm not hearing. And it seems to me that God is telling me, "I gave you a brain. Are you here?" And I did, and I gave you some common sense. Brother Dice used to say, "Common sense is found in a what do you say, stable mind." Horse sense. Horse sense. Yeah, horse sense is found in the stable mind. I guess horse sense is common sense. I've been around some people they'll pray whether or not they you know they could go to the grocery store. If you're out of food, go to the grocery store. <laughs> it's not that difficult. Well, God, should I go put gas in my car? If it's almost out, you better go put gas in your car. (laughs) I've heard a lot of things being a pastor. You know, I have to be, I just have to say, well, you know, try to help, you know. (laughs) What I'm saying the whole time. (laughs) See? Amen. Amen. I want to be like the clean. I want to not just talk the talk, but I want to walk the walk. And all these animals we've talked just a little bit about that were unclean and their characteristics, they're helping me to guard against pride and carnality and all this stuff, being too close to the earth and I'm supposed to be flying in the heavens. Chameleon-like Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody say praise the Lord. So that we go out into the workplace and we look like one thing. We come to church, we look like another thing. You know what? I want to tell you something right now. What you look like in the workplace, just come on to church that way. Yeah. Because you know what? If I do that, you know what I've got? I've got religion. That's all I have. And if I'm not doing what I'm doing because I'm trying to obey the Word of God and I love the Word of God, I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. Do you hear me? Now listen. We can preach things, and if you haven't got a hold of it yet, you might change them because somebody, are you with me? But you don't have it in your heart. The Bible says, remember Lot's wife. She's a woman to be remembered. She left, but her heart was still back in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. It didn't do any good to walk out of the city because her heart was still there come on somebody and we can't walk out into the world and a heart you know be in the world and then come to church but a heart's still out there in the world remember lot's wife and she is a woman to be remembered i'm gonna preach her one day are you with me God is trying to warn our generation. That's a fi- that is a warning for the final days. Remember, Lot's wife. Don't come out, but still have your heart back in. You're not doing anybody any good that way. Oh, yes. Thank you. Let's stand. Let's praise the Lord. Lord God, we love you. We praise you right now we ask you Lord to take this word this morning God and speak to our hearts God even in health situations Lord we have consumed and partaken into our bodies things that were not good for us and Lord we may do it again but you still showed us God the truth about it Lord you've helped us God understand that we need to be a holy people we need to be a clean people we need to walk before you God in this world revealing you to everybody around us, not trying to show that we're better than anybody or holier than anybody, but we're trying to show people, God, what you can do with unclean vessels when you make them clean. And you change our lives. And you take those old habits out of our hearts and out of our lives and our old ways and our old thinking and all these things. And you begin to change us, God, and it reveals that you are a holy God, taking unclean vessels, purifying, cleansing, and filling with the Spirit of the Lord, and then taking and removing the things out of our lives that are unclean. We thank you for the Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost, in cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of their heads. And we thank you today, God, that the fire of the Spirit of God, the cloven, fire is able to take out the poison of our lives. Maybe, God, there's poison in our hearts right now. Some situation, some person, something's happened in our lives that has caused us to be bitter and hard and poisoned. I ask, God, right now that the fire of the Holy Ghost would come inside of us and consume that in our lives. In Jesus' name. We love you today, we thank you for your word today, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you worship in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We know God that the the types and shadows of the Old Testament have now become a reality Let us understand what has happened to us, God. We have a new nature. And we walk by new principles. In the name of Jesus Christ, for your glory and for your honor and for none other. We love you. We worship you. Could you just lift your hands and thank the Lord today for his goodness? God, we give you praise. Is there somebody right now, you would, you would like to talk to the Lord? You'd just like to come? Come? Up here, and maybe some of these things that we talked about are in your life. I'm telling you, God's Spirit is here right now to help you. He's here to purify. He's here to clean. He's here to empower. He's here to strengthen. He's here to change. Whatever's needed, He's able to do it. Anybody here want to come and talk to the Lord? We're going to close with a song. Strange is going to come. We're going to close with a song. Hallelujah. Let's all gather around the front as we could as a church family. Then, right now, and let's just worship the Lord, and give Him praise, give Him glory, give Him honor for what He's done for us. Mm. In that vision that Peter had, that ark of safety, that was you. That was me. That was.